the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Trees around every night that something down in Morristown Thunder shot curses across the sky by morning not a single blade Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is a bonus episode, and our guest is Megan Hayes. Daddy left mama for a case of beer And in case he changed his mind She brought us here Rex had a sister, a fluent pet And the shell of a man was dead 2019 was a year of growth for the marinade We just about tripled our content output This year versus 2018 And one of the things that allowed that to happen Was just expanding our definition of what the marinade looked like Previously, for a feature episode, we basically insisted on sitting down face-to-face with an artist. Uh, Usually that meant having to wait until they came to Orlando or or somewhere nearby where I'm based, or me going where they are. So with James McMurtry, for example, I flew out to Oklahoma City and uh, covered that show where he opened for Jason Isbell. Um, And all those are great, and and I'm still going to continue to do that because our feature episodes are different from what you're about to hear. But finally, I realized in 2019 that we're missing out on so many opportunities to talk to artists that we love. There are lots of times when I have a chance to catch up by phone with someone. And, you know, previously I kind of felt like, well, something's lost if you're having a phone conversation. And I let go of that and started to just accept that, hey, it may be different because it's on the phone, but that doesn't mean it's better or worse. It just means it's different. And man, am I glad I did that. We released these episodes uh, as, as website-exclusive episodes this year. So you, you had to go to marinadepodcast.com to find them. And then finally I realized, wait a minute, what am I doing? All these are great conversations. They may not be the same thing as a feature episode, but that doesn't mean they're better or worse. I'm going to start releasing them as bonus episodes. So probably about three-quarters of the way through the year, I started recording these uh, website, what used to be website exclusive episodes as bonus conversations in between feature episodes. So we went from two years ago or two and a half years ago, hell, almost three years ago, starting this thing out once a month, releasing a feature episode to now we're at just about once a week. We release a feature episode, the next week a bonus episode, the next week a feature episode. And the response has been... Um, I mean, it may sound cliche, but overwhelming. Y'all have really responded, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm also so grateful for the the artists that we got to talk to. Mark Klein-Bates, Chuck Hawthorne, Megan Hayes, Amy McCarley. These are all people I wasn't aware of until this year. And so to get a chance to speak with them and get to know them and and get to know their art was such an honor. This one with Megan um, is one that I think is especially... uh, 
intimate and open and I've just grown to appreciate Megan as an artist and a person so much. She's a champion for mental health awareness. Um, she is an incredible songwriter, an, an amazing singer, and, and just good people all around. So I'm so thankful for this conversation and I'm, I'm really excited to release it once again. It was originally released in June of 2019 as a website exclusive and now it's coming at you as a bonus episode. Y'all, go to MeganHayes.com for all things Megan. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-H-A-Y-E-S. Go to MarinadePodcast.com for all things Marinade. Find us both on social media. Um, You can find Megan on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us in the same places. I'm so grateful for everything that y'all have done for us in 2019. It is my distinct honor to present my conversation with Megan Hayes. Hi, this is Jason Earl from the Marinade Podcast calling for Megan Hayes. Hi, this is she. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for awesome. agreeing to do this. I am so excited yeah, to talk absolutely. to you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that, that's great. Me too. This uh, is going to be fun. I know. I know. See, the Seen Enough Leavers is gorgeous. It's outstanding. Oh, thank you. Thank I, you very much. I, I, right from the time it came out well, last week, so last Friday, uh-huh. I guess, well, not even a week right? yet. That's got to be a, a really interesting time, that first like week uh-huh. after a record comes out and the feedback yeah. and everything. but. I'm just telling you, I love it. It's amazing. As soon as I heard, it, I listened to it one time through, and then it was like, I got it. I have to talk to her. Oh, thank you. That's oh wow! Yay! <laughs> yeah, success. That's great. Yeah. Well, I I, I want to get into the record, but um, uh, sure. to to get there, I'd kind of like mm-hmm. to ask you about. There's this thing that's like really been I've been wrestling with a lot, and that is mm-hmm. the idea of like. Um, when is the moment that you kind of cash in your chips and, and chase a creative mm. pursuit? And um, I think you're probably a uniquely positioned person to talk about that. Your your bio on your website, I read a ton of bios of artists. I love the way you wrote yours, and I love um, <laughs> just the, the approach that you took with it. And there's a part where you end up in a, a hospital in Ireland, and then right? yeah. somehow yeah. that leads to you deciding to quit your job to be a full-time position. And then you end up later in graduate school. I just wonder if you could kind of walk through like that process of, uh, hey, I've had this moment. I've decided to dedicate myself full-time and then pump my right. brakes. Actually, I'm going to go do something a little bit more traditional, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> that tug of war. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's real. It's a real thing, you know, it's, um, I mean, I, gosh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, well, it's not hard to discuss. It's just hard to kind of condense because first of all, I'm just a person who has so many different interests and Mm -hmm. so many things just, um, fascinate me. And so I've had lots of different careers and lots of different, um, things (laughs) in my life. And, and what's what's funny is is that music music's the one thing that just 
just won't go away. Mm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. um, it is, it is absolutely kind of my, it's like the touchstone. Like I just keep returning to it. And, um, uh, it, um, I'm, I, I mean, I'm currently, um, you know, at this juncture of putting out this new record and trying to get, have it get some traction and all that stuff. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm not working as a nurse practitioner currently, and I'm actually retraining in something called healing touch, which will give me much more kind of autonomy over my own practice mm-hmm. um, and allow me to be more flexible and be my own boss and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, I mean, I can't, it, <laughs> there isn't a time, there isn't a time, you just kind of have to do it and yeah. and then and then realize that you might jump into a situation where you're like, oh, but I like to eat too. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, or like, I really like having that roof over my head. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, as, as frightening as it is, I'm sort of in that position again oh, wow. at, you know, at, yeah. Um, I mean, without going into lots of details, um, my husband just walked out on me um, a couple years ago. And, so, you know, you know, there dies that dream. Um, mm. And suddenly I'm, I'm kind of, you know, scrapping a bit um, yeah. again. But, but, you know, like you get to a point in your life also where you realize this is such a short go. Yeah. We just don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to be miserable. I, I don't want to be. And a lot of that you don't control anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can have, I mean, I'm just totally like, yay, I'm married, like, I'm this guy, he's good, you know, just didn't eat nothing. And then, bam. So, yeah. I, I don't know that that's, I'm not being terribly coherent with this. Well, mostly because I think I find myself being like, yeah, oh, that's a really good question. Now, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it's a good question. It's a lot, and it is a lot to wrestle with, and that's why I'm asking it, too, because, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's something that I'm really considering. And you like mm-hmm. we happen to be having this conversation at a time when I'm in a transition and I just had ah, okay. a really frustrating day. Like I'm so oh. I'm so glad this was at the end of it because I've been so looking forward to this. And my mood just immediately shifted. But I, I just left work and rushed home to make sure I was ready for this. And yeah, and it all melted away. Like yeah. I mean, I haven't even had, had time to process that. It all melted away because now I'm doing that creative thing that I love so much. Right. I'm, you know, one of the creative things I love so much. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives yeah. me so much joy, but it doesn't yet and maybe never yes. will fully pay the bills, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I think, I think, I mean, absolutely. And we, um, I, I know, I know a handful of people in the music business who are not working several jobs. Right. In Nashville. <laughs> in Nashville, in, actually. In Music um, City. In Music City, you gotta work on your Just job, a few people uh, doing music full time. <laughs> yeah. There really are I mean, it's it's uh it's this is 
just such a difficult industry yeah. financially. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think it, I, I think part of the reason that I did go to grad school when I did was that I got here thinking like, oh, yeah, this will be great. I have this dream. And if I have a dream, I can make it come true. And then I was like, I'm not making this dream come true. Oh, mm. I'm really not making this dream come true. What am I supposed mm-hmm. to do to make this dream come true? And I'm talking to all these people who are like, oh, man, yeah, I've been doing carpentry for years. And I'm thinking like, this is the best guitar player I've ever heard in my life. And <laughs> like, they like come from their, you know, the work site. Um, yeah. And that's just the reality of it. And, and, and um, I don't, I mean, I don't have any, I, I, I don't any longer allow myself to believe that I will make a, a full living doing music. Mm. Like, I, I don't, I just, and I don't think that that's the death of a dream. I don't think, you know, it's nothing like that. Because, because, because the flip side of that is I will always do music, period, quit the end. And if I have to work three jobs, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever want to get into a situation where I'm working one job that's killing me and not having any time for music. It's just, that's, you know, that's the, that's the other side of the pendulum. So I I think it's about, it's also, I mean, but but it's about, um, it's about being really clear with, I'm going to just say myself, Mm -hmm. what I really value, Mm. you know, like what I really, really at the end of the day, if everything were stripped away, what, you know, what would be the things that I really felt like, man, I need this, this, and this. Right. Um, and there's something about going through a divorce that really does that for you. Not, mm. I'm not recommending it to anyone, but, um, <laughs> you know, the grief is just, it's so all encompassing that you just find yourself like, I mean, things, it just, it's, 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 um, it just shreds everything so um, how, so, this, so reductive and you kind of go, Oh, I, okay. This is all I need then. <laughs> so how do you, you go through that, something that difficult mm-hmm. that I, I can't mm-hmm. even imagine um, what it feels like, but you go through that and then you end up creating this really outstanding record. What did you, how did you, was the record therapy or like, how did, how did this come about out of something that was so difficult? Well, I mean, the the fact is that I had, uh, some of it was already written Mm. when he left. So it's not like I started from scratch the day after he left. Right. Um, But I I think it was the impetus that I needed to Mm. be like, okay, this, uh, I've waited long enough. This is crazy. My life is falling apart. And I I basically was like, I need to build something that I can g- grasp onto with, you know, my fingernails and hold on. Yeah. Um, and it was like all, it was all I had. Um, and I mean, I remember telling, so Dex Green is the producer on this record. And, mm. um, you know, at some point I said to him, like, you know, not not to be too, not to put too fine a point on it, but this is like saving me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. this experience is saving me. And to have such an incredible artistic community around me who get it yeah. uh, and who understand that music isn't just, you know, charts and, and you know, downloads. It's, mm-hmm. It is literally a restorative and life-saving um, thing that's available to all of us. 
Right. Uh, and, and I, I mean, I, it, it sounds a little like hokey when I say that. Oh, I love that. It's like really, really 100% is true. I I love it. Yeah. Sorry, go go ahead. ahead. No, 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 I want to hear you. No, I was just thinking about like tracking sessions and like how I just walked in to the tracking sessions and was just transported. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would, that was Mm -hmm. so early in the process of like, finding out that my husband was leaving me and then then he was really gone and then he was filing for divorce. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. and I just, those tracking sessions, I, I should look back on those like, oh my God, that was the worst time of my life. And it was, but mm-hmm. those days were an oasis for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, so much there. Um, I love, love, love what you said about how music is available to all of us. Because I think a lot of times, and there may be somebody listening to this right now who is think, who is maybe new to the guitar or new to singing or something, or maybe has done it in the shower for many, many years, you know, and doesn't think about themselves as like a musician per se. And um, understanding that it is available to all of us and so often what we find ourselves guilty of, maybe I should just speak for me, what I find myself guilty of <laughs> is comparing something I've created to somebody else's. And I, I sure. thankfully I'm good at catching it, but it automatically I'm, I'm, I'm trying to measure up, you know, rather than just going, right. wow, this is the thing that I need right now. And this is, mm-hmm. this moment is important in and of itself. Yeah. Well, I think you hit on a really important point about, I mean, about kind of even the zeitgeist currently. Mm. You know, there is this whole hero worship, consumer, mm. consumer. I mean, um, and 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 we're raised that way. Yeah. You know, we're we're raised to compare ourselves to others. Right. Um, and and I think as a result, our brains get really good at lying to us. You know, they say, well, okay, you're not good enough, or you're not this enough, or you're not that enough. I mean, I'm totally guilty in my own brain of that. Um, and I and I think that, um, and and that's, it can't be ignored, right? You can't just be like, well, it shouldn't happen, so it, so it doesn't. I mean, it does. But um, I think that the power of, of working at the craft of writing music, or if, you're, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a, a side player, you know, a guitar, a solely a guitar player, whatever, working with her and, 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 and blocking out those voices mm-hmm. is really important. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never gave up writing, even when I was working, you know, these 16 hour shifts at the hospital, like I was still coming, I was still coming up with ideas. I was still writing. Right. Um, and, um, and that, never left and I never allowed the practice of that to go away. And so I, I, so I also think that, that there's a, you know, I, I, like I I was an athlete as a kid, I ran track and I played sports and stuff. And I'm so glad because, you know, you just slog through so Mm -hmm. much. It was like every day. And like, even even if you weren't really working at it, you were going to get better at something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of averages says like, Hey, can stick with it. Well, and that's why anytime I'm, I'm talking to a kid about like, uh, where to devote your energies, I try Uh to, um, I, I try to emphasize the idea that like, 
look, there, you don't have to exclusively be an athlete or exclusively be a musician and follow that right. track or fall into right. some sort of archetype. That's yeah. I, that that's a weird thing to me, and I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I had the most amazing conversation with Amy McCarley. I don't know if you know Amy, but her record is amazing. It's called Miko. Check it out. But she, I will, um, I will check it out. Yeah, she played college basketball, like scholarship college oh, basketball, cool. oh. and then she worked uh, for NASA, and now she's a full time musician. And like that concept, which gets back to what you were talking about about being well rounded, and that's not. The, not the word you use, but I'm using it to describe to you <laughs> being, <laughs> being uh, well-rounded and having different interests, um, I think informs the writing more than anything. The fact that I played sports and the fact that I have traveled, I've been fortunate enough to travel and that mm-hmm. I'm interested in everything mm-hmm. from science to, to literature to whatever that informs my creative pursuits in a really positive way. Sure. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, anytime you can broaden your potential, not only for subject matter, but for perspective on yeah. the world, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've, you've just exponentially um, upped your game, right. I think. <laughs> right. And, 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 and more importantly, have lived an interesting life. Yeah. Right? Because if you're not interested in your life, because there's going to be plenty of days where you're not, you know, you're not on stage at the Ryman. Right. You're doing your job. But, right. you know, you, you've got, I think we build our lives out of the experiences that we have. And, you know, a creative person is going to keep looking for those experiences. Right. And then and write about them, hopefully, or, or interact with them in some way. Right. Or write about something that they're inspired to write because of that oh, experience. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just talking to a friend about like, he was saying he, was, he put on some music. Because he was a certain mood because he was working on a certain kind of song. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, it was like, I completely get that. And, mm-hmm. and the song that he wrote had nothing to do with the song that he was, or the music he was listening to, but it, it really can, um, set the tone and the kind of the mood and, and get your creative pieces flowing. Yeah. Well, speaking of writing and, um, and specifically the record, Seen Enough Leavers, which again, for the however many times I've said it now, I love. Um, the, <laughs> you, you. you said the song, some of the songs started to come together while you were still married. But there, yeah. what's interesting to me is, and if this is going too deep, then we can just cut it. But what's interesting is like, um, there's a current of, in from me as a listener, and I may be off, but this is what I hear. There's a current of longing throughout the record. Like when I hear it, I hear like a longing. And and it's interesting to me that some of it was written before and some of it was written after. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that at all? Because it does thematically seem to fit beautifully together. It does fit beautifully together. And one of the themes that comes up for me as a listener is longing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's... Um... I think longing is a theme in my life. Mm. You know, I, I think I, I, I had a, a, I had a highly atypical childhood in that I, um, my parents had joint custody of me. Mm-hmm. And so I would live with my mother for a year and then like she'd put me on a plane and I'd go live with my dad at, at somewhere across the country for a year. Wow. And then 
the next time, you know, after the year, my mom, they're both academics, so they were moving a lot. So I would just, like, fly to this brand new city and have to reintroduce myself and have to, you know, it was just it was this endless, like, I mean, it felt like Sisyphus starting at, like, five. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Damn. is this how life is? I get, I get to go, I'm the one who has to move, and I have to push this way, I have to and at the end of this year, it's just going to roll right back down, and I'm going to have to start all over again. So we think that that longing is probably something that's sort of built into me. Mm. Um, and um, and maybe kind of just a fundamental piece of who I am. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's also, I mean, I don't know. I, I try to be pretty introspective, and I try to, I, try to, I mean, when I started sort of, you know, sending this to friends and being like, what do you think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, at some point, um, we're going to need to talk about, like, how you were writing about the end of your marriage before it ended and before you knew anything oh, about it. Gosh. And I was like, yeah, I can't go there right now. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to even speak to that. But, yeah. like, seeing, uh, uh, next time around, I wrote that song two years before my yeah. husband left. Wow. And I mean, it sounds like a song that I would have written the day after he left. Yeah. Um, but but I didn't need it in my mind. It wasn't about him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I wrote yeah. It. It, wasn't, it wasn't about him. I mean, that, and that's the other thing, right? There's also this. I think that there is. Um, we make a mistake, and I include myself very strongly in we, but it's not the royal we, um, <laughs> of kind of conflating the writer with the song. Yeah. So yeah. I, there are people, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just, I can, I mean, I could give you thousands, not thousands, but lots of examples of people being like, oh my gosh, like, this, like I, I was hearing that song and I kept thinking about so-and-so and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's not about that person. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, of course we all want a reference point. Right? right? Like, right. people want to feel like they're familiar with, I mean, people, so first of all, there's always that, like, people want to be insiders. Yeah? yeah? yeah I mean, yeah. people want to be like, oh, dude, yeah, I totally see that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and, and I get that. I want that, too. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I kind of have to be like, oh, God, they really want to believe that. You know? Like, yeah. Guys, well, th- I that, don't know. I think that Far comes. it from me. Yeah, I think it comes back to the point about that it's it's both ava- music is both of an art of all kinds. It's both available to us yeah. all, but yeah. also yes. we're bringing our own shit to it, right? So always. So always. you know, we're going to project always. whatever it yeah. is either always. we need or want <laughs> on that yeah. art whether oh, oh, we oh, mean to sure. or not, right? For sure. I mean, I remember on my my last record it, I still, I mean, I I haven't gotten an email about it in several years, but I would get emails from people being like, you know, that one song, like, you know, such and such happened. And then I finally understood that song and I'm like, Oh, great. Cool. Uh, cool. Tell me, tell me, what is it about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, but that's, I think that's, I think that's the beauty of music. Right. I mean, I, I, there's not a song that I love that I haven't, Stamped my own set of neuroses and 
longing, reward, et cetera. You know? And and thank God, right? Thank yeah. thank goodness that there's this thing out there that you can listen to and go, Oh, that person understands me or has some facet of their life that is like something that I imagine is a facet of my life and therefore I'm not alone in the universe. I'm not yeah. alone, yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um I mean, I think that's music. For me, that's music. I mean, I, I honest, honestly, you know, I mean, the whole, like, the, this, making this record, which kind of kept me, you know, on the planet. Um, but, but I think music has done that my whole life yeah. for me. It, it's always, it's been the one thing that's just brought me back down to earth and been like, okay, if, you know, if Cindy so Lauper can do it, I can do it. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Oh. That gives me so much hope. That that fills me with oh, hope. You good. Know? Good. That is so beautiful. Good. Man. Do you remember what you were consuming in terms of art um, as the record was coming together? Maybe maybe as you were making the record or as you were kind of finishing up some of the songs? Oh, that's a great question. Um uh, I was listening to a lot of Laurie McKenna. Mm. I think I was listening to The Bird and the Rifle a lot. Okay. Um, I was listening to a lot of Ry Cooter. Mm. Um, I was listening to... Um, well, uh, I think I was, I was... I must have been listening to some of Jason Isbell's stuff. Mm. Um, we have Derry DeBorha I, on the record. Yeah, yay, 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 yay. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he uh, yeah, I was just so lucky to have him That's be off the road and agree to come yeah. in. It was really, it was great. It was That's great. So cool. I, I, of course, I, the parts that he did were just, I, they're just amazing. Sure. Um, As you so, expect, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, wow, wow, sorry, dude. That, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Derry. We're gonna. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> not making the record. <laughs> yeah, um, I was also. You know, this is funny. I mean, golly, I. You know, in retrospect, I blush to say this, but I was listening to Ryan to Prisoner, which I think is um, uh, now, of course, um, grotesquely a, a pretty interesting album. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm always listening to like Dylan. Always, I'm right. always listening to Springsteen. I'm always listening. Like, I, there's probably not a month that's gone by since I was 12 that I haven't listened to um, Astral Weeks like a uh, couple times. Uh, and wow. so there are some yeah. things that I are that I go back to like like their water. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I have to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think I have some of those those types of things. I think I, I've been listening to the new um, the newest Jayhawks record, Back mm. Roads and some kind of motels or hotels. Or, I, yeah. I like that. Um, and lots of like local. So, I mean, Amelia White, um, who's a singer songwriter whom I just adore. Uh, I was listening to her stuff a lot. She actually did a UK version of her record and an Amer- and a, and a US version, so it's kind of fun to compare notes on those. And um, trying mm. to think of, you know, I'm going to get off the phone and be like, oh, I meant to tell you about this. <laughs> but, well, you can always you know. uh, shoot me an email or whatever. Yeah. If something else comes yeah. to mind that you're like, yeah. no, include well, this. <laughs> it, 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 
Meta science is another one. And what? he's on the record as well. I lost you a little bit um, there. What'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I said Mondo Science. Okay. Uh, his record Studebaker, I just think is probably on my top ten of all time. Oh wow! I, I think that record is so. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. All right. Um, my first order of business as soon as I get off the phone. Yeah, get get that record. Um, he's got another one that's supposed to be coming out sometime soon, and I've heard a bunch of stuff off of it and I love it already yeah. um yeah I listen to a lot of Kim Ritchie um anyway the list yeah. goes on yeah yeah that's more <laughs> yeah. than I could have asked for I I you did yeah. bring something up that I just I would love guidance on because I sure. I'm really struggling with the Ryan Adams shit because I love mm -hmm. love love that man's art and in fact mm -hmm. it, I love everything he's done there, there aren't records that i'm like nah not really and even like love is hell and you know the ones that are for just for the hardcore fans that's how deep i yeah. am into him yeah and so yeah well love was, is hell is a great record it is great record. but I, I know yeah. but you know what i mean like how oh i do, that's I do. a lot of people struggle with that one um yeah but mm -hmm. so I don't know what to do about it, especially because, again, I try to as a man try to try to be a, try to put myself in the shoes of of especially as a as a cisgender heterosexual white man. There you go. Right. <laughs> like I That's got right. all those all that privilege. And so it's uh -huh. like when I yeah. approach one of these situations, I'm I'm like tiptoeing in asking questions you know because i can't possibly really understand i can intellectualize it but i can't really understand what it's like to not be in that situation so what mm -hmm. do we mm -hmm. do with the art of ryan adams yeah um i mean i, I think that's a really good and really important question and i am certainly not going to be able to claim that i have been the one with the right answer right. um you know, I have a lot of his catalog, which I purchased years ago. Yeah. Um, I would certainly not stream or download or buy anything new mm. uh, from him, um, which is fine because, I mean, they pulled those three records anyway. So it's not like I'm going to be, yeah. I don't know that anyone's going to have a chance. And I think that that's totally appropriate. I mean, if this all turns out to be true, and I really don't have any reason to believe that it's not, mm. um, you know, he's, he's done. Um, yeah. so there's that, I mean, there's that sort of the financial piece of it is, you know, uh, but, but I, I think also, um, you know, I, I think there's a couple of different levels for, uh, for me on this because, uh, you know, I don't even, I don't even sort of need to say like this is abominable. Is that right. the right word? Yeah. Um, behavior. I mean, the behavior is is so, um, and people have written about this in such an eloquent way mm. that I am not going to even be able to get even close to. But anybody who is a female in the music industry has run up against a Ryan Adams or someone like him mm. or someone's. Mm -hmm. or multiple someones right. um, like him. And um, I think, you know, that there's, there's this kind of concept of the beta male and um, the sort of the 
protection of his ego and and the willingness to turn a blind eye when there is clear profit to be made. Um, and I don't know that that will change in the music industry as long as, I mean, I, I honestly think it's sort of potentially going to get worse the more we lose, you know, the, the more um, artists can't really sell their own music. So, mm. so every, you know, now you, you're just, everybody's trying to jump through a bunch of hoops to try to get in front of these people who are um, like spot, making Spotify playlists. You know, it, it, it's like there are sort of influence peddlers out there. And huh. and my concern is that those folks, you know, there's there's a Ryan Adams in that bunch or yeah. more. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just it's it's this it's the cycle doesn't change like the, the names change and the platforms change. But, and, you know, and, until artists are seen as, you know, hardworking and get paid for what they do. Yeah this is going to be a problem. Mm. I mean, it's just going to be a problem um, mm. because everybody's looking for somebody to, you know, help them out. And yeah. people who have the ability to do that are often great people and are not, you know, miscreants. <laughs> but, yeah. but a lot of the people who get to the point where they can help other people have gotten there because, you know, they're narcissists or they're, they're megalomaniacs. I mean, it's just... You know, it's a little like politics. Um, <laughs> and um, I think that I think what my takeaway is like, here's here's what you can. Here's my my sort of pragmatic thing. Believe women right. in the industry when they say, oh, I won't work. You know, if they're saying I won't work with that guy. Yeah. Go, it, it, you know, sidebar. Have a conversation <laughs> yeah, off yeah. tape with them about why they won't work with that guy. Right. And believe them. Right. I mean, that's where we can all um, participate in this. You know, someone gets done making a record and they're just not how they were before they made that record. Hmm. Wonder about that. You know, pick up on cues because I think that's, um, you know, what I, what I hate the most is, is, just the people who who dropped out of music because of him oh my God. right that yeah. i mean you know like it's it's hard enough it's really hard yeah. but when, you, when we're talking about music as a way to save ourselves right to like pick ourselves up off the ground and move forward yeah. and there are people who were who were so sort of um fractured by him that they couldn't that music doesn't do that for them anymore, or it's, you know, it's triggering. That's just disgust. That to me is like, I can't, I mean, I, I can't really think about that too much. You it's know, it's hard um, for me to thank you for all of that. That's really sure. helpful. And like getting my, getting my arms around it. But like, I, yeah, the thing I find confusing is that, and maybe it's my own naivete or maybe it's just the choices that I make in this realm mm -hmm is that mm. I experience almost none of that kind of thing. And I, I don't sure, mean, of course, not. right, that like, of course, no one's doing that to me, <laughs> right? But I just mean that well, all, like the artists that I get to interact with, 
they're all mm-hmm. just top shelf individuals. They're all just like in it for the art and they're lovely people and they, you know, yeah. They help yeah. their old lady neighbor across the street kind of shit. You <laughs> right. know, like they're all just right. great. I have right. I've run into no I've had one interaction who I won't name that was yeah. like disappointing but it wasn't mm-hmm. like this person was really rude or mean or anything like that it was just like mm-hmm. oh that wasn't mm-hmm. what i was expecting everybody else is just awesome yeah well i mean so first of all that may have something to do with you mm. i mean you know y- y- you you get to pick yeah true um you know you pick who you interview yeah yeah uh and 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 that's and that's cool you know um it also may have to do with like people want publicity (laughs) i mean not to be too you know but but you know so you're telling me everything you've told me is fake megan pretty much yeah (laughs) don't you know yeah can't you tell that from my record yeah yeah yeah. you seem very inauthentic Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm totally, it's total bullshit. I'm just sitting up in an ivory tower writing, you know, what I think the common person needs to hear about (laughs) desperation. Your get rich quick Um, scheme. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. This is my get rich quick scheme. Yeah. So, so my, my point being, so here's the other thing, right? And, um, without naming names, but, um, there is a certain, orange um creature who is currently overseas um who uh has demonstrated the power of um sociopathy and mm-hmm. narcissism and who um has shown that you know um some people don't see that yeah. that there are that the words that are coming out of somebody's mouth are a false and b designed to manipulate and c are full of invective and um, and and D that that person takes pleasure yeah. uh, in that manipulation and I think a lot of people who fall on sort of personality disorder spectrum again not naming names mm-hmm. wouldn't do that um, yeah. can be very charming yeah well you know I mean I think that comes to. Um... And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if if I'm looking at your Instagram feed, it's clear that mental health awareness is something that's important. Yeah. And so yes, that kind of gets is. to that point, too. And I think that's a conversation that when we look at, for example, the uh, the person you mentioned who happens to be overseas <laughs> at the moment with, mm-hmm. with a <laughs> huge platform for spreading mm-hmm. some of this stuff. Um, yeah. that, that person is symptomatic of the fact that we, we do not have the kind of mental health education and awareness in this country. We're not even on the, mm-hmm. I, on the same, mm-hmm. not even close to understanding yeah. the problem as a society. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and to be fair, that person's problem is one of the most intractable of all mental illnesses. It's mm-hmm. almost impossible to treat. Um, because the person doesn't have awareness. Um, but, um, but yes, further to your point, I mean, my, you know, and some of the, some of the record is about this, it's about this exact thing. I mean, you know, Morristown is really about, um, how mental illness starts early and it, and it, and it grinds people down 
and it turns into, um, you know, dual diagnosis. So people start using drugs or alcohol or both mm. um, to to treat themselves because it's all they've got. And, um, and you know, the results are often fatal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, I have had, I've struggled with deep, deep, depression since I was, since I can remember, honestly. Um, and and so it's, it's, I can talk about that. You know, Mm -hmm. I can talk about anxiety. What's interesting is that I was only just recently, um, like in the last three or four years diagnosed with OCD. Mm. And I didn't even, I thought OCD was like what that movie, like the Jack Nicholson, you know, something, I can't even remember what it was called. Like, I just thought, I thought OCD was people who like, you know, counted a lot or whatever. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is like my, I mean, and I've had some of those symptoms, but what for, I, I struggle with just intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so um, everybody has intrusive thoughts, but for me, they just get stuck. And then I just think, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. I have these thoughts, you know, this is terrible, terrible, terrible. And it just cycles. Um, and I just wish that at some point, you know, I would have understood that and like somebody would have caught that. Because, you know, you can, it's not curable, but it, it but, you know, I, I got really intense treatment for it. And I, Good. you know, I, I sort of try to manage it, but yeah. like, I can't, you know, it's, it's not something that I want to talk about, like mm. to people I don't know. And mm. because the stigma is so, um, you know, it, Pervasive. it requires, yeah. And it requires a vulnerability on my part that I'm often not equipped to deal with the uh-huh. fallout from and and that's even after being like you know i mean i used to have panic attacks like all yeah. the time and i would just tell people like having a panic attack you yeah, know like yeah. uh-huh. <clears throat> but there's so many and what i've learned this is just that stigma is so it's it's so awful you know it's just it just and all it ever does is further isolate people yeah um and so you know in my in my in my practice and and i've worked with lots of people with mental illness and have really, I have a very difficult time understanding why, um, well, I, I don't really have a difficult, I, I know why the medical, uh, you know, world kind of doesn't want to deal with it because it's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it doesn't fit the model of like, here, take a pill. Yeah, I mean, it really yeah, doesn't. Right. Although it's work. It's do, work. It's work. Yeah. It's work and it's hard yeah. and it doesn't feel good. Right. And it's um, it's really bothersome and troublesome and troubling, and it takes time, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to have to pay for time. And it doesn't and, clear up. Um, it's not like a rash where I, I can put a topical <laughs> on it and like, voila, yeah. I have no more rash. Yeah. Like, I've got anxiety. Right. It's fucking forever. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can work Pretty on much. it and manage it, but it's not going to disappear. It doesn't disappear. And so, you know, again, we're such a, like, fix it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But but like when you look around, like nothing is fixed. Everything yeah. is broken. I just yeah. don't understand how people don't see that. I'm like, for a fix-it society, we're doing a really, really lousy, you know? Like, what <laughs> well, are we I, doing? I mean, I think a lot of it is just, so, I mean, we've talked about a lot of the symptoms, really, or, or a lot of the yeah. potential causes, too. I mean, art can be a huge healing factor there, and we don't value our artists. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Also, I think education in general, because of the way the yeah. the system is set up, 
Um, yep. There is a lot, there's an achievement culture and I'm not saying that's necessarily mm-hmm. wrong. I, um, I, mm-hmm. I do think that it's good to um, have accountability for, for kids and for teachers and for, sure. um, for us to hold people to a high standard um, and to have standards of some sort. But at the same time, the idea that we wouldn't um, educate the whole child, that's one of the big things. And yeah. so then that child yeah. is going to grow up in an environment where uh, mental illness or mental health issues are, um, are stigmatized and they're going yeah. to be real hesitant to seek help because maybe also they yeah. don't have fucking access to it because it's expensive. Say it again. I lo- you broke up. For well, a second. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that brings me to my net. You know, I think, I think you're absolutely spot on with, with the education. Um, for, it, it also just to, just to put this out there, people don't learn about their body. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're so, we're so, we, God, we, have, we can't even teach sex ed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I've had, um, uh, just, tr- I, I have been incredibly, I've been astonished, to be honest, about, you know, pe- what people don't know about their own bodies. Right. And so they, why, and, and so even more, why would they know about their minds? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and you know, if 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 like in Texas, critical thinking is not allowed. You can't teach critical thinking. Damn. Then how can you even know to be thinking? Maybe there's a, another thing I need to know. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, it's just so convoluted. But yeah, and then, of course, I mean, I live in a state that did not accept the, the Medicaid expansion. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm um, I could go off on a long, long, yeah. long tangent. About well, I, that. It's absolutely... I live in Florida, Megan, so... We... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's... I get yeah. it. <laughs> but Bur- I mean, Burley, the song of Burley is about that. That uh, is what that song is about. Oh, it's wow. about not having access to care. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. Can So, I've, I feel like I've taken way more of your time than I expected because I'm so <laughs> lost in this conversation, but I, I, do, uh, I did want to talk process a little bit. So, can you talk about that particular sure. song and maybe what that process looked like in terms of its it coming to fruition? Yeah. I mean, without... Um, I, you know, I worked in I worked in oncology nursing for a long time, mm. and um, in a t- in a tobacco state. Damn. And um, so, I ha- I don't I mean I um, I was I just I continued I'm just sort of broken hearted, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, about the things in the world that we can't seem to shake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, that process I think was just one of like sheer, it wasn't, fr- it wasn't frustration. It was trying to try to do some kind of justice to patients and their families and like just people kind of muddling through not having access to care and then and in this case growing tobacco yeah you know and then and, and with, I mean, I, it's pretty vague but you know dying of, of tobacco related cancer yeah. um and it and um and just the irony of that and and the kind of like and how the socioeconomic structure of the south has you know, that's years, decades and, and millennia, not millennia, but hundreds of years of, of 
kind of um, history, you know, has brought us to this point, and it and it and people still can't get insured, you know. It's it's just um, so that that's what that process was, and I I really wasn't thinking about anybody specifically, but I was thinking about the irony of people, um, you know, um, kind of continuing to um smoke and 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 um and all kinds of things like that and and just how much farming is hard on people let alone you know tobacco farming um and and i and i also just thought about a lot of the you know just the extraordinary strength like moxie of a lot of my patients you know, not anybody specific, but yeah. like, man, some of the some of the things that I heard from patients just have made hopefully made me a better person. Because right. I'm just like, well, there's some just badass people out there, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and it's a real, I mean, it's a privilege, like, to be able to serve people. Yeah. And um, oh. I kind of wanted to kind of, I just wanted to, I wanted to write about it. Yeah. So the the process, I, I actually wrote and rewrote and rewrote that song, and there's like six more verses. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a ridiculous song. It's actually got like another chorus, and I just realized like I, I got to winnow this down somehow. Yeah. Um. And so that was one. <clears throat> I wrote that song in a tiny notebook, oh. and I think I was great that I did because I was like, man, this thing is too long. Like, I could get this down to a couple of pages in this tiny notebook, and then I'll be happy. And it really was a, it forced me to really like exercise, you know, some serious editing, whatever discipline. Um, Yeah. Do you typically have like, I carry a tiny notebook in my back pocket all the time. Do you (laughs) typically have it? Yeah. So I can relate. Do you typically, in fact, I'm looking at a whole stack of tiny notebooks that I've put out to pasture. I'm looking at two. I'm looking at two spiral notebooks, one composition book, and the tiny notebook that I wrote um, Burley in. Oh, wow. And, so... the, and the, this week's Aldi ad. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you carrying around a notebook all the time? Or like if you're out at Aldi and you're... <laughs> and, yeah, uh, right. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I do carry around my phone, unfortunately, at all times. Mm. So that is something where if I if I have a thought, I'll just write a note, yeah, and then I'll get back to wherever I am. I mean, I actually went through this process of like, of of taking all the little tiny notes that I had written down and like putting them in a big tiny note, you know, um, <laughs> and and then sometimes I'll like use something and then I can you know kind of erase that from that that record of notes. Oh, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I do. I have I have notebooks all over the house. I've got. Um, I always have paper with me. Yeah. So if I, it, but I, I write a lot on when I'm running, <laughs> and oh, wow. so really? yeah, I I have a lot of like voice memos to myself. They're sort of breathless, <laughs> like at the end of the run, where I'm like, okay, I've memorized these two verses, and I gotta sing them really, really fast in this thing because I'm gonna forget <laughs> them otherwise. Um, so I do that. Um, Are you and, listening yeah, to music and stuff while you're? Like when you're running, are you like listening to? A lot like... of times, no. Okay. No, a lot of times I'm just um, I'm just out there trying to clear my head. Yeah. And so, and then a, and then a song will just come into my head, or a oh, lyric, wow. or whatever, and then and then I'm 
you know, those are great runs because I don't feel it so much because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, fo- let me focus on this stuff in my head. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, potholes, I rode on a run. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. are you just running? <laughs> are you running and singing the melody <laughs> into the I'm not like Forrest Gump. I mean, I don't run all the time. I just, you know. Uh, I'm running and words jump into my head and uh, and sometimes uh, if I'm lucky they come with a melody oh wow and so uh-huh. is it typically words first then melody for you It there is no typical unfortunately yeah. I wish I could say yeah, yeah. Um, I mean you know sometimes I wake up at 2 in the morning and I'm hearing like a damn symphony and I am like I can't get this down I don't oh, even man, know how to I don't know how you would start it happened huh? this morning, I, like because I don't really? hear, but it was it's words. Like I play guitar and, and oh. write songs, but yeah. I don't hear melody yeah. really. Usually, I hear like lyrics will just come up or ideas will come oh. up for a yeah. song. So this morning yeah. it happened to me, and I'm really pretty good about keeping a, a tiny notebook next to my desk yeah. in case that. Ha- yeah. or, I mean, next to my bed in case that happens. Right. And this morning I was about to get up, and then I was like, yeah. just five more minutes, and then I'll get up and write it, and then it was yeah. gone. Oh, oh, oh. Those five is that I my condolences. Oh, I mean, we've all been there and we always it is always that. It's always yeah. like, Oh, I'll remember it and yeah, yeah. and I finally look you get to be a certain age and you're like, I, I you know what, I'm not gonna remember it. Yeah. Like to own that about yourself. Yeah. And you can say it's because you're getting older. That's yeah. what I tell myself. <laughs> it has actually been like a real gift. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I I can't I can't remember shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I've accepted um, it too. Like I have to write it down and I'll leave yeah. I, you know, I'm not like on Neil Young's level or anything, but I will leave conversation they say he would just like leave conversations and go write a song. I'll uh, leave yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or ask somebody, Hey, hold on just a second, let me write this down and then I'll continue it. Yeah. You know, continue the conversation. Because yeah. otherwise it is That's gone. Good. Yeah, it is. It's weird that way. Yeah. I mean, that's how I know that music is a little bit magic. It yeah. totally is magic. Yeah. We talk about that all on this show all the time. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, super magic. It's not. Yeah. And I also, my, my firm belief is that I don't really write the songs. Mm. Like, they kind of, like, get written through me. But, like... How can you have lyrics that just jump in your head yeah. so and not have that me. be like something from the universe? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, I don't give myself enough. I don't think I'm powerful enough to, <laughs> you know, like generate, um, <laughs> like some of the initial lyrics that I've come up with. Yeah, you know, I, I don't like, know. Oh, that was kind of divine inspiration. <laughs> right? Yeah, Chuck Reagan told me the same thing or something similar, and I, I, I feel the same way about you as who, I, who, I. Who said that? Chuck Reagan. Do you know Chuck Reagan? Um, Hot Water Music. Yeah. He also does um, a lot of his own like solo uh, records. Hot oh, Water cool. Music is okay. a, a pretty influential punk band from the 90s, yeah. right? So yeah. he's the lead sa- singer and songwriter from that band, but then mm-hmm. he has all this amazing solo stuff, like just him and a guitar, yeah. basically, kind of solo stuff. And cool. um, he was on my show, and he um, he told me that he's like, I those the songs are just out there. We just access them however you know whenever yeah. the universe wants us to access them it's not like i'm creating this and i think that's a beautiful sentiment and it really hit me hard when he said it but i i think maybe you guys are selling yourselves a little short <laughs> i think there's also <laughs> well sure i mean there's a it's like i don't know it's uh it's 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 complicated right yeah, and yeah. 
you know, maybe you get the you get the you get the germ, uh, you know, of the idea, and then it's kind of up to you. Cause if you don't run with it, it doesn't go anywhere, right? right. You forget it. Right. But if you take it and kind of water it, and you know, kind of nudge it along, sometimes you get a song out of it, and yeah. Um, and then it, and then of course it builds on itself. I mean, you know this from writing, like you get started on a song and all of a sudden you're just wrapped up in it. Yep. It's like, wow, oh, this is a thing, yep. you know, like, let me, let me add to this thing and let me do this thing on this right. thing. And, oh, I hear this now, you know, it's just like, it becomes this like really cool, almost like self synergy thing. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's really hard to talk about, right? Cause it's it is. Not, what's the vocabulary for something like that? <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like writing about music. I love writing right. about music and it's right. impossible. <laughs> right. <laughs> writing about feeling states that, I mean, it's always funny, you know, these lyric contests. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> I mean, lyrics are nice. You know, yeah. but like, I mean, that is, that's like having a painting contest where you just send in the frame, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't see it. I mean, yeah, you can't, yeah. I can't separate lyrics from melody and uh, harmony and whatever, atonality, if that's the case. I mean, right. I just, I, and I appreciate poetry and I love poetry, right. but lyrics are not, I mean, there's a difference and, and. I would I would just write poetry if I could. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, sometimes I'm like, man, I could write a whole lot more poetry if I didn't try to put music to it. <laughs> you know, or, or you know, like if I just and arrange it. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, wow. so. Megan, thank you so much. This was so yeah. much fun. The record is oh, amazing. Seen you. enough leavers. Thank it came out you. on May 31st. So people listening yeah. to this, go get it. Go buy a copy of it. Um, yes, please, please. Buy please a physical copy of it and um, support Megan. Um, so, if folks want to see you play, we got to come to Nashville right now, or what's the story? Um, right now, but I'll actually, <laughs> one of the things I'm doing this week is like really buckling down on getting some gigs for awesome. the summer, awesome. um, mostly in the Midwest. I'd love to see these songs live, and I'd love to sit down face to face and maybe record a, another episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that would be, that would be awesome. Cause it's, I'm now, you know, now that I'm done with this record, it's like, um, I'm writing a bunch again. Oh, awesome. Um, so that whole process has kind of been fun. I'm back to co-writing. I haven't co-written for years and ah. I'm co-writing again. And that's a whole nother animal, right. which is kind of cool and wild. And I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's just a thing. I don't know. I yeah. don't, We'll see. Yeah. But, well, that's, yeah. but that's, yeah. there you go. There's the art we talked about, right? We'll see. Right? Who knows? It's a, totally. it's all about we'll that process. See. And right. Um, I'm so grateful for the end result of that process. And I'm so grateful for your time. Well, I thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. Good, and, glad. um, and I, I appreciate, you know, you doing what you do. Oh, um, you. it's, it's a, it's an important thing to, you know, let, let people know more right. yeah. <laughs> about about what musicians try to do. Right. Exactly. Well, th- thank yeah. you so much. And we'll talk You're soon. You're welcome. Right. Sounds great. Right. Okay. Bye. Bye.